Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. A lot of people have very particular hobbies. They don't just like crafts, they like sewing. Or to be even more specific, they like sewing clothing. But Dr. Christine Miller puts the capital N in niche. Her hobby is sewing clothing from the 18th century. And because she wasn't content to explore that period alone, she ended up co-founding an entire group that, yes, enjoys sewing the sort of Georgian attire that hit its peak of popularity from 1715 to 1830. They call themselves the St. Louis Georgian Sewing Society, and she's here today to tell us all about it. Dr. Christine Miller, welcome to the show. Hi, hello. Thank you so much for having us. So what got you interested in this period to begin with? Honestly, I have always loved this period so much because this is the period of Marie Antoinette. This is the p- period of Ma- Madame du Pompadour. These are the big white gowns that you can't even walk through a door with. And to me, that is the height of fancy. That is the height of gorgeousness. So I always loved it. Were you someone you always liked being fancy, even as a little girl? Yes, of course. Ever since I started sewing, my favorite thing was to sew giant ruffled dresses for my Beanie Babies, my Barbies, my American Girl dolls, everything. So, so you've long had this hobby. What led you to decide to form a group? So actually, uh, I've always wanted to sew, but I always really wanted to sew with other people. Um, sewing tends to in- attract introverts, but even if we are introverts, we still want to go and find other introverts who have the same hobby so we can go and have high tea together. High tea isn't fi- fun by yourself, even if you have your pinkies out. So we've actually got a couple of those other introverts uh, with you here today. And actually, I don't know if they're introverts, but I do know that they're members of this Georgian Sewing Society. And that includes the club's secretary. That's Sarah Haas. Uh, Sarah, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. And uh, last but not least is Emily Maynard, who's the group's vice president. Emily, welcome. Hi, thank you. They call me the extrovert with social anxiety. Ah, so So you bring that note of extroversion to the introverted group. (laughs) So Sarah, tell us, when did you first get involved with this group? Um, Christine and I met online through Meetup, and we tried to get something going probably two, four, five years ago. (laughs) It's been a while, and uh, we got it off the road after kind of tweaking it, putting it on Facebook. So you started on Meetup.com. You ended up switching to Facebook. Why? I think just to because that was the platform of choice. So um, actually, what happened was Sarah and I started this on Meetup five years ago, and all we ever did was find each other, which is great <laughs> because now there was double of us. But then I wanted dozens of us, really, dozens. So what I did was I closed the meetup group and I moved to Facebook because I saw that's where all the 18th century sewers were. There's a bunch of 18th century sewers on Facebook. There's not just dozens. There's even low thousands of us. Really? 14,000 of us um, are on the 18th century sewing group. And I know a lot of people actually aren't even on that group. And I noticed that that's where Facebook is where everyone is. So I moved it to there and I made it local so that I could try to find other people so we could be fancy in St. Louis. And so Emily then how did you come into it? Um, Christine was getting was working on her Francaise dress for Versailles I think it was 2017 Mm -hmm. and I noticed she had posted in the 18th century sewing group and I noticed that she was from across the river so you know like anybody I go on Facebook I (laughs) hunted her down and I'm like you're near St. Louis I'm near St. Louis we should do something (laughs) and that's how I think that's also how our friend Anna uh, tracked her down as well. So these, it sounds like people who already have this interest they're sort of proactively looking for other people who share it. 
And I see all three of you here today. I've got to say, you are the best dressed people I've had in my studio. I said this once before. I had some men wearing Western wear who were in the studio. You guys blow them out of the water. So I'd like if each Thank of you, you could just tell us a little bit about your what you're wearing and um, what work went into creating the, this particular outfit. So I'm wearing a 1780s robe a la Anglaise. Um, it's based on a piece in the Metropolitan Museum of Art that is also a very similar piece. That one was a pink and white stripe, but I wanted a black and white stripe to reflect my love of Tim Burton. So <laughs> I went ahead and made it in black and white stripe. It's fully hand sewn on any seam that's visible. It's hand pinked. And um, it's actually, if you go on my Instagram, you'll see it there as well. And your Instagram, do you want to share that with people? Oh, yes. It's um, at sostein.com, S-E-W-S-T-I-N-E. Because when I'm working, I'm Dr. Steen. When I'm sewing, I'm so Steen. And when I'm cooking, I'm Cook Steen. <laughs> <laughs> Emily, tell us about your um, outfit. So I, it's a late 1790s um, dress that I made for a ball back in March. I realized in my usual fashion that I had like six days to make something. So I whipped it up really quick and I got it to wear it to the ball. And I've also, like what I like most about the late 1790s is you can switch up the accessories um, and put your own flair. It's still the same dress, so it saves me a lot of time and headache. So the accessories end up being um, interchangeable. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. That's, that's necessary. And tell me this, are you working off patterns, or are you yourself also designing the dress? Yes and no. I know a lot of us take patterns like as a, just something to follow, and then we kind of make it our own. You this improvise one, from it there. Was, this one is like Frankenstein. So In terms of the pieces coming yeah, together. I don't know how I got the pattern. I was just like, oh, it fits. Yay. So. <laughs> Sarah, tell me about what you're wearing. Um, this dress is also from the 1780s, and it's called an Italian gown, and that refers to a specific style of how like the skirts are attached and how it closes. And um, and how it closes. Tell me, what do you mean by that? Like the bodice in the front, some of them are open and they would put a stomacher, which is kind of just like a panel. Um, and then some of them close completely. So this one closes completely. Okay. And then um, I've also got a petticoat on and stays, which is pretty common undergarment. Stays are almost like a corset? Exactly, yeah. And it's very, very comfortable. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> and That then, was going to be my yes. next question because that sounds really <laughs> uncomfortable. If, without it, your dress would not fit at all. It would not even support, you would have no support for the skirts and all the volume of fabric. These dresses are not athleisure. No, sadly not, but they look great. So They do look fabulous. And if people want to see what we're talking about, um, you can go to our St. Louis on the Air Twitter and Instagram page. That's stl-on-air. Um, and we've posted photos that the group has shared with us of, of some of their creations. I'm actually going to go to the phone lines. We've got a caller um, who has, some, I think, some pretty good questions for you ladies. Uh, Max is calling from Veronica Park. Hi, Max. You're on St. Louis on the Air. Wow. Arcane with a capital A. <laughs> well, I think that, yeah, arcane is, is possibly the right word. <laughs> I respect this kind of stuff. I really like it. Uh, I mean, it's like, uh, you know, but how, here's the thing, and I, and I don't criticize, I've got a question, but it does not imply like, well, wait a minute, you're not being authentic. Are we talking about hand sewing? I mean, since we're talking the 18th century, no sewing machine. 
Uh, Max, that's a really good question. Um, do you try to keep it 100% authentic by not even having a sewing machine, Dr. Miller? Some of us do. I personally prefer to do some of it by machine, especially any seam that you cannot see on the outside. We are not reenactors. Reenactors do every single inch by hand. They will sometimes weave their own fabric and dye their own fabric. I'm not a reenactor. I just want to make beautiful dresses that I can jump around and have fun in. So there are people who take it that far. Oh, yeah. I do take it a little wow. far because I will weave my own lace, and I, I will also um, um, embroider full coats. But on the same hand, I do that because um, more modern methods aren't available. Would you, would you ladies ever find yourself using something like, say, a zipper, which wasn't invented till later, but could be super helpful in making a dress come together? I see some no way you would not do that. I, I, oh, I think that it might boil down to your goals or your personal preferences or the aesthetic that you're looking for. Um, and and it, that's kind of the great thing of our group is there's such a wide variety. People learn from each other. They exchange ideas or they get inspiration um, me personally, my goal is to do more historical uh, look and feel and fit, um, but others that might not be what they're looking for. Max also, I guess, had one more question. And Max, I want to thank you for your call. You actually you had some really good questions there. Um, I got another question. I have no, uh, uh, do you, will you have a big fashion show with your gigantic dresses? Uh, I see no. You guys don't want to do a fashion show. But I understand that you do um, – you do go out there in public. Um, where can people, where have, might people have spotted you in the past as you're wearing your attire? So we've been to the St. Louis Symphony. We've gone before and we will be going again. We go on Victorian walks. We also go and have picnics. We will be in Patisserie Chouquette, which is one of my favorite bakeries here. Actually, my favorite bakery here because it's so fancy. And we're going to be having high tea. We go to restaurants and in St. Charles. Anyone else have other places? We've been to the opera. Oh, the opera. That's mm -hmm. perfect. Emily, what kind of reaction do you get from people when you're out and about in the wild? Are you Amish? <laughs> Seriously, people yeah. are asking you that? Oh. Yeah. You've got to just roll your eyes at that, I assume. Yeah. I mean, they... the Amish are the opposite of fancy. <laughs> they pride themselves on being plain, right? Yeah. Last, last uh, beginning of the month is when St. Louis hosted their Victorian walk. Uh, we, we went in Victorian attire because that's something we also like to do. We had someone ask if sidewalks actually existed. <laughs> I guess everybody's like, a wise guy. Because they're, that... they're like, how, how did they keep their dresses clean? How did they walk? And I'm like, they walked like us. Yeah. Um, and sidewalks, I think, go back to the Roman. They go ba <laughs> way back. So, I'm wondering if people wanted to join up with your group, um, are you sort of screening people to make sure they've got a very sincere interest in this? What are you looking for in terms of somebody actually joining? Sarah? Um, I think we do kind of vet them to make sure that they are truly interested and they want to participate in the group to some extent. Um, go ahead. We also charge a fee. I'm um, sure that screens out some people. It that does are just, a lot. How uh, much is that fee? It's $10 right now. Oh. It's ten um, $10 a year right now. It's going to go up to 15 in May. Really, it's not. It's just a nominal fee so that people know that um, 
we are serious. We also use none. It's nonprofit. All the money goes to either buy supplies, buy food for us while we sew, and we are really welcoming. We really love all beginners. We love everyone. We want to share the joy of being fancy and pretty and frolicking with everyone. To be and, honest. And tell me, what does a typical meeting look like? Are you all there working on individual pieces? Uh, most of the time. So there's three. Uh, one event a month. Every three months, we have one open sewing day where we meet. Usually, it's one of the members houses, usually mine, because I have a very large basement. And we all sit around, we bring our individual projects, and we help each other um, do things that we really can't do on our own, like fit sleeves, hem certain skirts, fit um, fit bodices, help each other fit our corsets and our, our stays. And, yeah, and why just... would having extra people be helpful with tasks like that? Back in the 18th century, when they were sewing, um, everything was drafted by hand. Like this piece I drafted the pattern myself and for a lot of the pieces you know you would have someone actually help um, fit it on you and it was actually a multi-person process to make a dress and so you, it's not real these dresses are not designed to be um, fit on your you by yourself oh, okay that makes sense and so having that group there really does take a village now one of you mentioned um, going to Versailles this is apparently something the group has done is and continues to do Oh, I apologize. This is me again. Um, so basically, yes. And actually, Sarah's going to be going this year for her honeymoon. But Versailles, once a year, throws a giant ball. It's called the Fecalon. It's at the last Monday of May. It is gorgeous. It is fancy. And basically, they open up the doors. And you go into Versailles at night. And you dance at Versailles in the Hall of Mirrors. You drink champagne until you're tipsy. And you eat old-fashioned food and all in Versailles. And the only way to get in is if you're wearing a historically accurate gowns of the period. So your group is ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've been twice. You've been twice, yeah. And is it as good as Bill's? Oh, it's, I would go again this year. Uh, but Sarah will be going for her first time this May. Yeah, and there's a lot of like prep for me right now. I'm getting really excited because I am working on my fiance's outfit. I'm working on my outfit. And like you just, when you're, when you're at an event wearing your clothes, like after all of that work and craftsmanship, it's just like, wow, I can't believe like I'm I'm in a dream, like I'm standing here. So And is your fiance an enthusiast or is he just a, a very cooperative He's man? A very cooperative, good <laughs> spirit. So I appreciate him a lot for, for doing this, but so we have time for just one more question here, um, but I, I think it's an important one. I understand you guys are breaking out of the 18th century this spring, and you're sort of uh, fast-forwarding in time. Tell us what you're up to. So now we're going to be combining with the St. Louis Victorian Sewing Society, which is another group that I started. And we're going to be combining the two groups, and we're going to be trying to have some Victorian events as well. We've been doing some Victorian events already, but this way, um, you know, we can actually try doing some other periods as well because they're all beautiful. So we're doing Victorian Edwardian as well as Georgian. Okay, well that's going to be coming up this spring. So if people want to check all this out, um, I would encourage you to check out the, the St. Louis Georgian Sewing Society Instagram page, which we have linked on our story about this on our website, um, or you can just go to our Twitter page. That's STL on Air. So, Dr. Christine Miller of the St. Louis Georgian Sewing Society, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, and thank you for having us. And Sarah Haas and Emily Maynard, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. Thank you. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.
Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.